Welcome. You're listening to audio from Life Church in Chico, California. We're so glad that you're here. Life Church's mission is simply to connect people to Jesus. You can find out more about our mission and who we are on our website at lifechurchchico.org. All right, let's dive into this week's message. All right. Good morning again. So this morning, if you weren't with us at the beginning of service, uh, we have our Mexico mission trip testimonies coming up. And so, so this is one of, I feel like I say this every Sunday. It's one of my favorite Sundays. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. I just like being here with you guys. Uh, but this, this morning is just going to be such, such a treat to hear everything in which uh, the Lord did in everybody's hearts and lives as we went to Mexico. Uh, before I invite those who are going to share, by the way, we had 29 people come, 29. So we can give it up for that, 29 which was awesome. Uh, and uh, just, just so grateful that 29 people like took the time, paid the price, right? Literally and figuratively. Uh, we, and went down there to, to build these two houses and then to build relationships with Dorothy's, which we'll hear about. Uh, but 29 people is just a phenomenal thing for us. And, and so as, as they share, it's always one of those things as a pastor, I get to kind of sit back and go, oh, I didn't know that the Lord did that. Oh, wow. Ew, yes, this is so phenomenal what the Lord did. And so uh, because we have uh, such a large group, I, don't, uh, I, I split us up into two groups this morning. So those who are going to share this morning at nine and then the next service at 1030. So uh, if you want to stay for the second service, you're welcome to, but both of them will be recorded. So if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, then you, you definitely can online for sure. It, 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 to me, is just so fun to see the full picture of what the Lord did in everybody's hearts and lives. So uh, let me give a little recap of what this trip is all about and what we do, and then I'll have those people come up. Um, so uh, Sunday morning at 3 a.m., I was up, and I get a text message from Southwest saying, your flight has been canceled. So I'm like, oh my gosh, 29 people, 29 flights. Oh my goodness. So I get on my computer right away and then I start getting all the text messages. Hey, did you see that the go, 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 and you know, just all of the messages. And so that, that's when the mission trip really started. Um, just trying to figure this out at three in the morning, 3.30 in the morning. And so uh, we had to cancel our flights. Many of you know this and then just rebook them for the next day. So we basically did the whole thing over on Monday morning and then did a big long travel day Monday morning. So typically then once you get there, uh, you have a really full day uh, and then a couple of smaller days and then one more full day. So you get really four days to build this house and we pretty much had three. And so, uh, which we did by the way, thank you very much. You'll see that. Uh, and through that, so we, we built these two houses and, and you're gonna hear this uh, about Dorothy's quite a bit this morning probably. Um, Dorothy's is a, is a ministry that's run for uh, women in need who are in do- domestic violent situations or who have been trafficked who just, or who, who are addicted to drugs. They just need a safe place that Dorothy, this woman, Dorothy from Canada, set up for them. And so this, it's really a safe haven for them. And they go through this year, two-year process of, of, of rehabilitating in all the different ways, learning tr- uh, uh, different trades to then support themselves and their families. So our goal last year after we met was, hey, can we build some homes for these ladies? And so that's what we did this year. We got to build two houses for two of those ladies who went through the whole program, were on their feet, were ready to go, and really just so phenomenal that we were able to do that. It's just, just such a blessing. So then we get to know these ladies, 
and, and build these houses and for them and their families, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and just really go from there. And so uh, that's kind of what the week looks like one day after another building. And then we get to, uh, on Friday, we uh, went to an orphanage and really got to tour the orphanage that's there. That's a different opportunity in front of us as well. So if you're like, I don't know if I'm, I'm good to like build houses, but I could go to Dorothy's and help out there, or I could go to the orphanage and help out there. That's going to uh, provide more opportunities for all of you to join us next year. So maybe we'll have 60 of us next year and uh, go from there. So uh, I'm going to have the, the team who's sharing this morning. There's probably several of you in here. Come on up and give them a round of applause as they're coming. Yeah. Love it. Come on up. Fill the center. I'm going to jump over here on the side. Look at this. Half the, oh, and the pictures are going. Beautiful. Look at Oliver up there on the roof. That's so awesome. It scares me to death, but it's awesome. I'm glad we're back and done. Uh, so, hey, I, w- I just want to share, like, again, half of the team are here. And so uh, we're going to share and just one after the n- another and just share what the Lord put on our hearts. So I-, I thought we should start with you this morning. So uh, Dale, would you do that? Pastor Dale, would you please? By the way, she's not going to say this, but she gave it, I asked her to do a devotion in the morning and just knocked it out of the park. Amazing. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, well, this is my first time on the Mexico missions trip, and um, I wasn't sure if I could really give up my creature comforts to go there. And it's been a long time since I've ever been camping. And, um, but I'm here to tell you, I survived it. And um, so if you're thinking, oh man, I don't know if I can do that, you can do it. If I can do it, trust me, you can do it. Even on her birthday, by the way. Yes. Even on her birthday. Yeah, yeah. Fresh 35 um, years old. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so what did the Lord show me? So I um, didn't build a house. I had the opportunity to spend most of my week at uh, the women's shelter at Dorothy's house and did a variety of different things there for her. But um, what I wanted to share with you is how I was inspired by the, the Lord because of Dorothy. Dorothy is 80 years old. Uh, running this fabulous ministry, she didn't get saved and meet the Lord until she was 59 years old and um, started this ministry when she was 69. And um, so what it really spoke to me, for those of you who are in your retirement years, God's still got lots for you to do. This is not the time to coast. This, you've got wisdom, experience, abilities, um, just all kinds of things that you can offer to serve the Lord with. Does it mean that you have to go to Mexico next year? Yeah, maybe. You should, because it's really great. But maybe there's opportunities right here in Chico for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have women's shelters here. We have opportunities. One of the outreaches we did was um, feeding people um, mm-hmm. one night and sharing testimonies. Well, you could do that next Sunday night. So don't feel like these are your coasting years. These are your years because you have more time now than you ever had during your working years to give back to your community, to share the Lord with people. And so I'm just excited to see what God's got for me in it. my retirement years. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> you. Hello. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I was, it was such a great trip. There's so many things. And as I was sitting in the airport yesterday, because we were there quite early, 
uh, for our flight. Uh, I started trying to, I was thinking about what Jeff said and stick to the highlights because there's a lot of us to share. And so I started writing down a couple highlights and then a couple more highlights. And pretty soon I had a whole page of just filled with things that were amazing um, from getting, being able to give the keys to Norma, who was the person we built this, uh, my half of the team built a house for, and just see these tears streaming down her face as she received this gift that she 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 has had nothing. And so to give her what, by our standards, is not much more than than a shed. Um, but for her to to have this house and have her friends come in and say, "There's so much room. We're gonna have dance parties in here. This is amazing," was just just uh, really emotional. And then to have her pre- hand prepare a meal for us to have that blessing come back truly more more blessed to give than receive. She yeah. spent all day at Dorothy's making this chicken mole, which was amazing. And mole is apparently a very, very involved dish to make, um, which is why it tastes so good, I guess. So there's that. So I have this whole whole book of highlights from from that. And then to when we were touring the, um, the uh, foundation for his ministry um, mission facility, and they were talking about the uh, opportunity to adopt children, and Charlie is just like, I want one, I want, I want to adopt a child. So, so many, yeah. so many highlights, and I, I really, I couldn't distill it down to, to one. So come find me individually, and I will tell you yeah. all about them. But as I was thinking about that and trying to keep it in the time I've got here, um, this, this verse jumped out at me, Jeremiah 23, 23. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can, I, can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? Mm-hmm. And what was jumping out at me was I had this page of highlights I was trying to think through is that he was in all of those. Yeah. And there was this whispering to me that you don't have to pick a highlight. All of it is a highlight, the whole trip. He is in the big part, the big strategic things from the planning and organization of taking a huge team to Mexico and building houses to the little things, people, um, Charlie here wanting to adopt a a child at FFHM. And then at night hearing about the other team who I didn't get to see all day. They were long days. And then we get together and, and they're like, we made sausage today. And I'm like... Well, that's crazy, and then we tell her about seven hundred pounds apparently yeah, by now. Yeah, and I was like, "You, you did what?" And uh, and then we were talking about how and hammer and nails and painting, and it was just this really uh, connecting with yeah. the people on the team. So, to me, he was in everything, and that was the lesson he's he's trying to show me right now is that you don't. It doesn't always have to be a highlight, or everything is a highlight. I'm in all the things, big and small, in every relationship and every success and every failure look for look for me because i'm there and i'm trying to teach you something yeah and that's that's what i've got so find me if you want to hear about all those little stories i've got lots of them and um i will be happy to tell you about it sure why don't you pass it to charlie since charlie sense come on charlie never shy never shy to share every time uh, somebody asked can somebody pray it was it was a competition between Avery and Charlie. It was like, whoever could do nope. it fast enough. So let's share your one thing, Charlie. When I saw Dorothy cry, or wait, no. No. When I saw Norma cry, it really brought happiness to my, 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 
myself. And I was just really happy to see Dorothy have a safe roof and a safe house to be with her sons and that, uh, how she's never had like anywhere safe to be at all. And then finally getting this house to and a safe shelter place to go and be with her family and that it just really made me so happy to see to see Norma happy and just so grateful that she gets a house and that her sons and her both have a good home to live in and just it really was made it really made me happy to see her and I felt like God was trying to tell me something like even through the hardest times and when you're waiting, I am always there with you. And even though we were waiting so long in traffic and a bunch of other things at the airport, God was just speaking to me through so many different th so many different things. And then we on Wednesday, we went to the Spanish church and I felt like God was trying to tell me that everyone is different. Nobody's the same where we all speak different languages, and it was just a really fun experiment for, for me and to see people just happy. and. I love it. Thank you. Good job, Charlie. Give it up for Charlie. Good job. She, she didn't want to give up the microphone. She, she just keeps sharing. Emmett, how about you, bud? Step forward a little bit. There you go. And by the way, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there's just too many stories to share, right? So, uh, so like Andrew was saying, connect with connect with everybody and, and ask a little bit more because there there really are just too many to share. So, go for it, Emmett. So, um, there was this worship night. Um, I think it was Thursday. Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and we went into this really tight, tiny room. I don't even, it was crazy in there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, from there, they started playing um, songs off of a um, speaker. And then they finally jumped into actual worship. And then we had a praying time. And um, during that time, God was speaking to me and he said, um, a verse to me, and it was it was Ephesians three fifteen, and it says, "From who every family in heaven and on earth deserves its name," mm -hmm. and I think that really spoke to me. Um, for me, it means everybody, like everybody, like from the people from across the earth, earth um, they all deserve a name on, in heaven and on earth. And um, we all have a equal life. We all will go through hard things, but we all deserve our name. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Good job. Good job. Elena, step forward a little bit so everybody can see you. Um, when we started building the houses, there were when we finished them, they're not like anything special. They're just made of wood and hurt. They don't have any electricity or anything. And 
our girl was Isabella and she was so thankful. Like she had so much gratitude and it just made me realize that we have so much to be like thankful for that God has provided us with. And many people don't have things to complain about like we do. And just this little house that she was so blessed to have and just reminded me that whatever you do, just do it all for the glory of God and that he'll always provide for you. I love that. Good job. I'll hold this for you. You got a lot of things going. I got you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so when we, we built a house last year too, and we went to go see them and it was really cool because you, we hadn't seen them all week. We had kept going to their house and coming back and they weren't there. And the last night we were there, right? The mm-hmm. last night? Yeah. They the last were, drive by. Yeah. <laughs> they were home. And so we went and said hi to them. And it was so cool because they like had grown so much from just this tiny house we have given them and this like beautiful yard and mm-hmm. house area. It's, it was just really cool. And they still had their verse we gave them after on their wall. That was just really cool. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Noelle. Good job. <clears throat> so just to add a little context to that, last year uh, w- with this family in particular, we we wrote a, a verse out on some some extra pieces of wood that we had, and, and we all signed it, and, and we put it in their house, and, uh, you know, just as part of, like, some decoration. But when we got back, it was literally above their door, outside above their door, like the first thing they see when they walk in. Just so, so, so awesome. Thanks for sharing that. All right, let's go with the Knox family. I'm going to let you. Sean, why don't you step first, buddy? Come on, step forward. You got this. You got this. Go That's all right, buddy. It's time. I know, yeah. Um, so we were uh, on same night that Emmett shared uh, on Thursday during worship. The very end, Jeff was praying, and uh, uh, I just felt like something, like either touching my shoulder or breathing right next to me, and then I felt like something near me, and it felt undescribable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it felt great, and then... That next day, uh, those four guys right there. By the way, shout out. These four guys came and helped us at all of our houses. So can you give them a shout out? They're here to support, which is awesome. I was kind of being a butthead to them. Oh. That's not surprising. Not surprising. (laughs) Um, And then I, like, stopped, and they kept asking why I stopped, and I kept telling them that, and... uh, and then that night, I think that night, um, they were goofing off, and I went behind their dorm, and I knocked on the window, and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <sighs> you're good, dude. Good job. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that even if you like give your heart to God or anything, you still make mistakes. Everybody mm-hmm. in this room will make a mistake yeah. today, tomorrow. In a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's all I have. Good job, dude. Give him a Yeah. Awesome. See? Okay. That's okay. You're good. Avery, you want to you come? Okay, come here. I'll help you. Come on. I'll hold this for you, okay? Um, so... When we were there, when we built the house, it took 
three days to build it, and we were going through a lot of hard work, and I was so glad to see Norma crying for happiness, and when, when I saw her crying, I gave her a hug because mm. I knew she needed a hug because I knew she was super happy and I just wanted to give her a hug. And she was also helping us with the house, so yeah. I wanted to thank her with helping us. Yeah. And that we just had a fun time meeting her. And I know it was hard to hear what she was speaking because she speaks Spanish. So I was trying to just think and I felt God telling me what she was saying. So I just felt that God helped me during mm. the moment when she was crying. He, he gave me a moment to give me a hug, to give me a hug to Norma because she just needed one. Good job. Good job, Avery. You got to come up here. There you go. All right. Ezekiel, come on. You got this, buddy. Proud of you. Come on. You got it. You want me to hold it? I'll hold it. Okay. You got this. Okay. <laughs> You good? You good? You got it. Did you enjoy building the house? Yeah. What was the best part? Um, Jumping off the roof, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When when so the person we built the house for was Isabella. And um, when we finished the house, we all gathered around and we prayed, mm -hmm. and um, and we we had a translator, and she uh, Isabella just started crying, and um, when we prayed, I just put my sh my hand on her shoulder, and I felt I felt her, and um, I knew that she was happy, and it made me happy that. I got to see her and I got to see her and her kid her and her kids happy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Oh, I love it. Good job, dude. Good job. Good job. Come on. I had to take notes because there was a lot. <clears throat> All right. So um I'll be the first to admit that I was pretty hesitant about going to Mexico. Um, this was my first mission trip. This was my kids' first time out of the country. Um, John and I have been on a debt journey to pay off all of our debt, and so the extra funds to fund this was going to make things tight. And I kept trying to convince him, you know, let's wait a year. Like, let's go next year. And he was pretty adamant we were going this year, and so we went this year. Um, and I'm... So, so, so thankful yeah, that we did. Good. Um, my biggest worry was being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable with finances, being uncomfortable in 
the lavish accommodations that we were given. Um, five star. Yeah, five star for sure. Um, just being uncomfortable. Yeah. And uncomfortable was a word that continued to ring mm -hmm. throughout this entire trip, I think, with everybody. Yeah. But not in the sense that you would think. Not in, oh, my bed was uncomfortable or this is an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. But a, a, good, a good uncomfortable. Uh, putting yourself out there uncomfortable and a stepping more into it uncomfortable that you never really want to become fully used to, to where it doesn't impact you the same anymore. Um, and after this trip, uncomfortable is really what I always want to seek. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am okay being uncomfortable. It's, uh, it's okay to know that sometimes listening to the Holy Spirit can make you a little bit uncomfortable because it's going to yeah. uh, bend you and break you in ways that you weren't necessarily mm -hmm. expecting and planning, and that's okay. So a um, couple of my highlights. There's a handful of times when Norma and I talked where I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I don't. Um, I might know a couple handful of words, but I know exactly what she said. And I don't know if it was just a mother to a mother, woman to a woman, or just human to human, but I knew what she was saying. Yeah. And uh, we were able to actually communicate pretty well. We painted the majority of our house together, her and I, side by side. Yeah. And there's no experience quite, quite like that. Um, working alongside her, being so, so thankful, and me honestly just being thankful that I get to meet her. Mm -hmm. I'm equally as thankful and grateful for that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, some of you guys have heard me up here before, so you'll understand my reference when I say this. Um, but I feel like the way that I came back is um, new. I'm, I'm new. Mm. I'm bolder, and I'm, I'm not spicier. I'm still spicy, <laughs> but I'm not spicier. Um, and this trip has left me wanting to build more, uh, build friendships, yeah. lifelong relationships, building others up, building our church, and building more homes. Yeah, love it. Mm. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Um, we came back with some indigestion. Yes, so spicy. spicy. Yeah. 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 Tacos. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I went down with, uh, I've been to Mexico four times when I was in high school, and we didn't build houses, but we did similar outreaches, and uh, perspective was something that I was hoping to, to have a different perspective for my kids, um, but also I wasn't really thinking too much um, about my perspective. Uh, so just kind of going down there, my perspective changed when I got to know Norma and uh, the people of Dorothy's house. And uh, the, the, all the others, all the different moving parts that are required mm -hmm. <laughs> to make something like this happen, uh, it, it, it changed from just going down there to build a house for somebody to building a house for literally a sister, like a yeah, God. Like, that's good. We're going to build a relationship with her, and we're going to be down there again next year, maybe the next year, the next year. And uh, we so look forward to, I look forward to... Um, learning more Spanish. So <laughs> I uh, downloaded an app called Duolingo. 
<clears throat> about 60, 68 days ago or something. And I only know that because I have a streak going every day, going in and trying to learn more. <laughs> but I met a gentleman named Jorge, who is the administrator for Becky's, or not Becky's, sorry, Dorothy's. Yeah. And uh, uh, I told him about my Spanish, and uh, I feel like I'm learning a decent amount. So I, he, he uh, asked me how I was learning, and I told him on Duolingo, and he's like, oh, what is that? And I told him about it, and he downloaded it on his phone. So we have a competition for next year to see who knows more of each other's languages because he doesn't know any, any, uh, any English. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and the reason I bring that up is because that's just the perspective change. Like it's not just somebody in some other country that needs us. I need, I need him just as much. Um, sorry. It's good. That's just incredible to me. Um, and seeing my kids go through the week, it was difficult, especially at the beginning, but watching them uh, just have a change of perspective and a change of heart is you can't, you can't get that. You can't, yeah, there's no words for it. And I'm just really thankful. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Papa Don. Papa Don, come, come on up here. In the middle, Papa Don. Come on. Give it up for, Don's gone like five years. I think five, fifth year in a row now? I think at least four, maybe I five. Think, I think it's the fifth. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got this. Okay, so uh, my mission started actually a couple of days early. You know, as, so did ours. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm don't just mean, kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, besides packing the socks and the underwear and extra stuff, uh, I usually take some extra cash for the kids so they can have fun buying trinkets. And so I'm putting my finances all together for the trip. And... Uh, and God comes to me and, and he says uh, that I should bring some extra for someone in need. And so you, you sort of think about that and, and kind of wonder what kind of need would be down there. So in, anyway, I, I uh, put the, uh, some extra funds in my wallet and uh, we went down there. And during this time, we're building the house. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can think about is, is kind of cancer. And, you know, over the last, well, this is my experience over the last couple of years with this COVID stuff. Uh, my family, we've lost a couple people to cancer and COVID. And so anyway, it, uh, we get down there, get the house just about done. Um, I've got friend, uh a friend uh, that's a pastor down there, Luis, and his wife is a teacher, and she teaches at their church, and she needed some, uh, you know, uh, games and school supplies, and so we picked that up, and I had, uh, he, he showed up Thursday afternoon, I think, and mm -hmm. uh, the house was just about done, and had a couple of the kids and I, we got the, the bags of stuff and put it in his uh, his trunk and his wife and kids are there and we get that done and he breaks down and he's as yeah. big as me you know and we're all tough guys you know we don't cry <laughs> and he says we just found out my his oldest daughter uh, Esther the doctor in town which is a small town thinks she has cancer so 
Anyway, the next day he's loading up the family and they're going to Tijuana to a specialist to find out what happens. And uh, so there was a need for that uh, extra cash I brought. I uh, yeah. gave him pretty much everything I had left. And uh, there, well, there was a little left. You may have to have something to eat on the way home, but uh, definitely, you know, it just. Yeah, it's good, Don. That's what we did. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the program here, we're going to. We're gonna pray, pray for yeah. Luis and his family and Esther. Yeah. But before you pray, think about if it was your daughter, son, family member, grandson, how much pain that would be for you when we're praying for them. Thanks, Don. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Don. Love it. Yeah. I'll let you go. All right, I think I can do this. Last year, I, I got two words out, but <laughs> I, think, I think I got my tears out on the on the job site. Oh no! Uh oh! This happened last year. Oh, on a, on a lighter side, David really put his noggin into work on the job. Part of the part of the roof system bounced off his bounced off his head. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you stole my glory. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So this was quite a trip. Um, this trip was not without setbacks. Lots of setbacks. Like every day, it was like, you know, we got there late, obviously. I had a day late. And so in my mind, I had the honor and privilege of, of leading a job site. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, man, how are we going to do this? You know, God, how are we, we going to finish this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we finally get the job site. And we're like, okay, we're going to, oh, actually, we were late to the job site. Um, I won't tell that story. But for somebody getting lost. Elliot, Elliot got lost. You'll yeah. hear that next but, uh, I'm not going to talk. I won't talk service. about that. So we finally get to the job site a little later than we wanted to. And we're planning <laughs> on working long that day. Um, we were missing materials. Um, but anyway, we were like, let's just jump into it and get going. And we start hammering these nails. And, like, I swear, like, I can hammer a nail. I've hammered quite a few nails in my life. And everyone else on the team and these things were just bending like crazy. And I was like, how, how are we going to finish this? Like, there's no way that we can do this all day for the next three days. Um, so there's setback after setback. But then you look back, and we're like, how do we finish this quicker than we thought we could? Normally. Right? And we're like, God was with us, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the attitudes of the people on the team the whole time was, was amazing and joyful. Um, like the joy of the Lord is our strength, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, but but one thing personally for me, <laughs> what Don said is, so we get there the second day, and we're you know I'm in my mind like we're behind, so we got we got to move quick, and um, I don't like to stop, I don't like to slow down, and um, I'm leaning over, taking a dimension. We made some mistakes on these roof panels that are kind of up against the walls, and we forgot to secure one of them to the walls. Um, it wasn't windy, so we're like, oh, we're good, you know, <laughs> and we're moving quick, and then all of a sudden this thing just comes flying down and just knocks me over. I'm leaning down, writing something on the, on the concrete. And I look up and I'm, I'm everyone's like, kind of like rushing around and, and I just popped right up and I was like, let's go, let's just keep going. And, uh, and Bob's like, first aid, first aid. <laughs> Apparently my head was bleeding pretty bad. Um, but so I'm reflecting on, on what, you know, um, what, what that means for me. And I feel like God was just like, slow down. You know, um, I'm, I move quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And let go of my pride. Mm. Um, you know, just my brother-in-law. <laughs> and um, so we, we joke a lot, but he said something one night that 
actually spoke to me. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, and, 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 and he was saying, you know, you, we all need to be led, mm. you know, and I have a lot of pride where I don't think I need to be led. I, I have it all together. I can do it yeah. all. And God, it was just like, slow down and let me lead you. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you. By the way, he makes us cry everywhere. Uh, so <laughs> you did it again. Thank you. All right, bro. Okay. Louisa, you want to? Um, so at the job site the first day, Erica was there and she was super scared of us. And Who's Erica? Uh, the little kid of Isabella, the okay. girl. Good. And Erica was super scared of all of us and we just wanted to play with her and she was making a sandcastle. And we went over there and helped her. And then she, like, followed us and wanted to do everything with us. Yeah. And that was just so beautiful to me. <laughs> Good job, Lulu. Brett? Okay. It's okay. Do you want to talk to me? Okay. Um, what? Ready? Okay. <laughs> First, when we, um, on the way back, um, we, um, on the, when we were, building the house on the last day. We were helping it to get finished, and when she walked in her door, she just started crying with tears because she was so happy that we built a house because she's never really been a house, and she, she thought it was so big, but it was, to us, it's small, and we're just so grateful that what we have and that she has all the things, and she got some things, cool. and when Erica also got it, she was really happy, too. Yeah. And then on the way back when we were driving in the, and we were in the airport, airport, I thought how Erica, the little girl, she will grow up in that house, and she will spend her time in that house and spend time with her mom and have all her friends over. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. So my favorite part of the trip was, um, I kind of like Jess, I got to be with our girl, Isabella, the whole time painting and helping with her. And my favorite part was just, I literally was just watching her face like the whole time. Every time something new would happen to the house, I was like looking at her house, at her face just because there was so much joy in it every time. And I remember the walls were up and that was like a really big moment for her. And then they put the wall inside up, like just the first wall inside. And I was like, using my very little English, like, come here, come here, look at the wall. And she came and we just like cried and hugged and it was like beautiful. And it wasn't even near finished. Like that's the beginning. So it was just amazing though, like to see the progress because for her, she's been with Dorothy, they said three years yeah. working through her trials and things like that. And so it was just amazing to see that God has walked with her all this time, and each step was such a big moment in her life. And it made me kind of realize, like, we might be going through something different, difficult for us, and it might be hard, but, like, for each step that God takes us in, in the right direction, be joyful for it. Because it might, we not, it might not be at the end place where we want to be yet, but each step is a reason to celebrate and be joyful. So that's what I got. I love it. love it. Give them a round of applause. Oh, so good. You guys can take a seat. <clears throat> One more time. Big, come on, shout out. Yeah. 
Come on up, Pastor Bob. Yeah, first mission trip. I know, I just, I just could tell. Uh, I, I'm just so proud of this guy. We got to work, out, work together a lot, and, and I'm just so proud of you. So go ahead. You know, last service, he started over there. So I intentionally <laughs> stood way over there to go last. Uh, but that's fine. It's good. It's good. Um, wow. Yeah, that was my first time uh, going on a missions trip and actually crossing the border. Um, and yeah, it was really amazing and impactful. Um, you know, that whole week, the you know, I just felt the Lord was just reminding me and saying, using the word capable was just kind of the word that mm. kept being highlighted um, for me that week. And, you know, we went, I think it was Wednesday, we went to a, a church service in the neighborhood where we we're building the houses. And I was kind of like, all right, what's this going to look like? What's it going to be like, you know? Um, and dude, their worship was amazing. And I, as a musician, I was kind of like, wow, you know, I was really impressed. And, and they had a bass player who was leading worship, um, which is pretty difficult to do because you got to kind of keep the rhythm and sing and stuff. And so, um, and it just made me think of like all the, you know, the resources that we have here in the U.S. and and how, you know, it can be a struggle for us to, to just kind of push through and, and, and maybe learn an instrument or a new hobby or something that we want to do. And for them not having those resources and being able to do it so well, the Lord just, I, that night, really, I just, the word capable came up. And then as the week went on and um, we're building the houses, I, I helped build uh, Isabel's house. Uh, and she had a little daughter, Erica. And, um, you know, the, the thing that, like, struck me at first was, like, there's a lot of little girls running around, like, little kids and they're all reminding me of my daughter who just turned two. And um, the Lord was just really speaking to me about how um, Isabel, you know, you, when we go down there, we think like, oh, woe is them. And we're coming in to like lift them up out of whatever mess they are. And no, we're not lifting them up. They lifted themselves up. And, you know, the, the capability of Isabel to live where she lived and in the situation she is and the things that she has has dealt with and the things that she's worked for for her daughter to be able to have this house like I it was just for me it was a little little eye-opening that you know she works harder for her daughter in more difficult situations than I have worked for my daughter and so um, that was just kind of inspiring to me um, here in this comfort of the U.S. and the things that we have and like how inconvenienced I personally get by little things and just thinking about the stuff that they have to have to do for the simple things like just to have water or just, you know, I, the outhouse that they had, we hadn't quite propped it up on the, the hole yet. So the guys were able to go in there and pee and stuff. But like it, <laughs> it was just, I was like, wow, like this this is your bathroom? Like, it just stuff that is, like, mind-blowing. And, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we can use this, this term, like, uh, that has to do with bootstraps and pulling up of bootstraps, right? And uh, I, you know, I think that's really, like, a, weird, a distorted perspective to have of individuals unless you're able to, like, stand with them on the ground and see the situation they're living in and see the bootstraps that they have to pull up. And, and, and just to be able to see, like, wow, like, how amazing it was that she was able to push through the things that, um, yeah. 
that she really, really struggled with and had to deal with to, to do this for herself. It wasn't that we went and did it for her. Like she really, really yeah. did this for herself and she worked harder on the house than I did. So that, <laughs> I, I, that was very, very impressive. So awesome. um, yeah, I just love that. Love it, love it. Give him a round of applause, that's good. Brandon? I'm, I, I'm going back and forth. You never know who's gonna be next. So Brandon and Rev, come on. Love it. I'm uh, Brandon Slater, and this is my son, Revan. Uh, this is our first uh, time with Life Church going yeah. down uh, to Mexico. Um, it was actually a year ago today that was our first time coming to Life Church, and was oh. uh, got to hear all the testimonies from last year. And uh, I've uh, I've been down to Mexico quite a few times with EV Free, and those those trips, those uh, mission trips, were really uh, pivotal. For, Pivotal, I can never say that word. Pivotal, yeah. Pivotal for me uh, in, in my journey with, with God. And so um, we, were, we were kind of church shopping at that point and uh, really just um, kind of feeling a little bit, just not, not knowing exactly where our, our place was and hearing the, the testimonies and, and really just God started working in, in my heart. And thinking, okay, and then made, made it obvious to, to us that this is going to be our church home. Um, so that, that was huge. Uh, and then also just the other thing that happened while we were down there is we, we visited the, um, the dump. And there were a bunch of people that were homeless that were living at the dump. And just in just horrid situations. And, and it got me thinking God's been putting on my heart uh, just my role in the, the homeless situation here in town and just what, um, what I can do and what we as a church can do. So I feel like God's got a charge for me to lean into that and figure out what my role is there. So, that's yeah. That's Love it. that. Love that. Rev. You got anything, bud? You want to share anything? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rev, Rev had a lot of fun, though, didn't you? Kelly? Well, good morning. My name is Kelly, and I had the privilege of working on a house for Isabel and her daughter Erica. But something that actually kind of struck me was on our last day, we got a tour of Dorothy's. And it was really powerful to, to see and just to hear the story of Dorothy's and where it started out as just basically just this, this ragged canvas tent. Mm -hmm. And then to see now, about 10 years into it, it's this beautiful, still in progress building that is like one of the biggest and one of the more nice in the whole community. And to hear the story of what God has brought, not just the ministry, but just even the building itself through and just how strong and evident the Lord's favor has been on Dorothy herself and the ministry that mm -hmm. she's doing. And, she, and she's spent this hour with us describing what God has done as far as like not only providing the funds for that building, but um, establishing good relationships with like the law enforcement there in town, that they come out twice a day to make sure that the women are safe there on the campus, that they have, uh, the government sees how valuable this ministry is to the town, that they've been requested to, to make five more of these, these ministry houses. And then even things down to new legislation going in to help make it easier for funds for these nonprofits to get supplies to be building up. 
And, and Dorothy, she's, she's just rattling off all these amazing, big, powerful things that God has done and opened the door for the, their ministry over these last 10 years. And she so nonchalantly yet confidently says, if you doubt God, you haven't met him. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, and I think it's as easy for us in our normal day-to-day lives to see and to recognize the big things that God works in our own lives and even faster it can be to even that we forget what he's done. Mm-hmm. But just to see like, wow, God is like seriously moving in big ways for them. But that's the same God who's in my life and is working in our town. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was that one line, just, whew, all right, we'll check that off. <laughs> that's what, that's what awesome. hit me. Thank you. You can give it to RJ. Love it. Come on, RJ. Uh, hi, I'm RJ. This was my third Mexico trip. I actually went twice back with Vineyard when I was a youth. Actually, me and Dave, who was up here before, found out we were on the same trip when he was in college and I was in high school. But, Some, something about fireworks. Uh, that's not important right now. <laughs> I might have blown myself up. But um, what I was reflecting on towards the end, and I was talking with John about it as well, is that Although every day, come back just covered in sweat, sawdust, and dirt, it never felt like a labor. We were Mm. working hard. We were getting very tired and sore, but it was never Mm. a labor. And that got me thinking about how salvation is so much a reversing of the curse from in Genesis. And one of the curses was that our work would be labor. Mm. But salvation reverses that curse, and as long as we're living a Christ-centered life and are working for him, no matter what our job is, whether it's building a house, which honestly, building a house in Mexico for a poor person makes it easier for it to not feel like labor. But in our normal lives, if we live with that mindset, we are reversing that part of the curse and we will not labor in our work for God in any part of our lives. So that was kind of my take Love it, man. Love it. Love it. Come on, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy was our interpreter. Come on, right up here. There you go. And I tell you what, so, so amazing. In fact, so, so good. Multiple times was requested to stay. And so I said, hey, well, this might be our first full-time missionary that we support as Life Church. So, uh, no, but I got you. I share with us. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Sandy. Um, I've done mission trips before, but this is my first one to Mexico. Right there. Okay. You got this. Oh, there I am. Um, I speak a little sign language, and I speak a little Spanish. I don't claim to be bilingual or trilingual. I just dabble in both. Um, I haven't spoken conversational Spanish in over five years since my grandmother passed. So I did not expect that on this mission trip because I didn't claim it. (laughs) Somebody knew. Uh, so there was a plenty of opportunities to be drawn into a situation where I would have to interpret from Spanish to English or English to Spanish. And um, fun, but difficult and sometimes overwhelming, embarrassing. I think I embarrassed my aunt. She's a Spanish teacher. Millions of times while I was there, I was <laughs> horrified at myself. But I never cursed in Spanish, so I'm proud of that. Well done. <laughs> Progress. 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 <laughs> So um, I think the thing that I took away from this trip is honestly getting to know this church and this group of people. Mm. Um, 
it gave me a chance to really see um, the people that pastor's bringing up in this church, how wonderful these children are and how much they gave of themselves constantly. And to see the young men gives me hope for my grandson who attends here also. Um, so we met a lot of great people from Grace Church and yeah. in this community, and I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. All of us together. All of us together. You can lead the way. Okay. <laughs> well, I felt like I sort of ended up on this trip as a default because <laughs> all my kids wanted to go this year. So I was like, I guess I'm going to Mexico. And I had to keep telling myself, it's only a week. You can do anything for a week. And there's still some things that I'm telling myself, thank goodness it was only for a week. <laughs> but I'm so glad I went. I, um, I just feel like I came home with such a fuller picture of the gospel and God's love. Um, you know, there's a scripture in Ephesians that talks about that together with all of God's people, we will understand the depth and the breadth and the length of God's love. And I've always kind of kept that small, like, yeah, as our church family, we, we need each other to understand God's love, which is true. But I just, that really expanded to me of like, I needed to meet Isabel <laughs> to know and understand God's love because what he did for her yeah. and what, um, you know, I just was like so humbled that she wanted to know me. Like we tried so hard to communicate and it was so funny. Sometimes we would just stand and giggle at each other because we're like, I don't know what you're saying. And she didn't know what I was saying, but, um, but we, we got some good things. I learned about her life a little. And, um, but I just think, um, you know, hearing the stories from Dorothy's and just the miracles of what God has done there and at the orphanage and, like, it just gave me this fuller picture of what God is doing and how much um, he, he just loves all of us and meets us where we're at, no matter what part of the world yeah. we live in. Yeah. And um, that really was touching. Love it. Molly, man, did you enjoy building? What was your favorite part of building? <laughs> just what was your favorite part? Being on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Aaron. Aaron wants to read something. Can you read it? I'll just hold this for you. No? Okay. Yeah. God did a lot in him, and so I really, we worked hard on this testimony that he really wanted to share. Um, so he said that um, he had a really good time in Mexico, and I felt like God was telling me to share a testimony. And one of my favorite things that we did was play with the kids. And I tell you what, he was he, so good. There's probably a picture kids. up there somewhere of them doing that. Um, something I learned about myself was that I'm great at communicating without speaking. Also, lots of people want to be my friend. And this is so true because all... Um, especially little girls. Oh my gosh, they loved him. <laughs> and he was always like carrying a little girl around and chasing them. And um, yeah, but, I see that picture right up there, the yeah. top corner. It's so good. 
Um, and he says, I learned that God made me so different, yet we can still communicate with other people. And, um, you know, uh, oh gosh, okay. I'm going to stick to the script here. Um, <clears throat> he says, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, says that Aaron would speak for Moses, because Aaron means mouthpiece of God. Um, and he's learning, he says, I'm learning just like my name, that I can speak the good news of God to others. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Becky, come on. Good morning, everybody. If you don't know me, I'm Becky. I am a nurse. I work in ICU. And uh, actually, my husband just started working in a, as a nurse in ICU as well. He just finished school in December. And unfortunately, he couldn't be here today because he's working and he can't control his schedule. So that's kind of a bummer. But I am blessed that my parents are here yeah. today to listen to me speak. So, um, so the very first day, um, I got to go to Dorothy's and... It wasn't sure quite what I was going to do, but I think what I was seeking was just finding out a medical need that they might have that next year we could build a team with Jeff and YWAM to maybe bring a, like a medical need. So I get to Dorothy's and it's like, okay, you're going to make sausage. And it's like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm going to make sausage? Yeah, you're going to make sausage. Okay, I've never made sausage before, but that sounds great. So we ended up making 100 pounds of sausage. Oh, wait, Two. never mind. I think it's turned into maybe 1,000 pounds yeah. now. Yeah. Um, first it was like, probably up first there it was like we made 17 pounds of sausage. No, it was 80. No, it's 100. So I think- There is picture reference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure of it. Um, then it turned into day, day two. I just felt like, okay, I didn't quite see a medical need at Dorothy's, so- Maybe, you know, I really want to go try to build the house. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go try to build the house. We did lots of lots of painting that day. And I had watched Dawn actually make, like, the trim for the side of the house. And I thought, well, maybe I could, maybe I could do that. You know, maybe you could show me how to do it. So then Bob and I together started do, doing the trim. It's like, okay, I figured that out. And then now it was day three and we were building and they were trying to get the roof on. And I was like, I don't know what I can do to help with this roof. Um, we continue to do lots of painting. And one of the gals from Grace had come and she's a, learned that she's like a construction worker. And she, man, is a beast. She was able to get that roof on, no problem. But that day I was just like, the devil was saying to me almost, I don't know why you came. Mm. Like, what do you have to contribute to this construction of this house, you know? And it was like, oh, you know? And usually I don't let those thoughts control me, you know? But it was like, man, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have came, you know? But then, you know, going back to day two, Dorothy was talking about how I don't know how she ended up going to visit from Canada, but she went to a prison where there was this 13-year-old girl who she ended up being trafficked. And Dorothy then went back in the, 
to her hometown and went to her pastor and just had said, I'd really like to um, create a safe place for these women that are being trafficked. And he said to her, you're not qualified. You haven't read your Bible enough. You, you can't do that. You need to read your Bible more. And then I think she went to some other people, same thing. You're not qualified. You can't do this. And I got to thinking, you know, God finds ways to qualify us, you know, and like teach us, you know, how to do things that we never thought possible that we weren't going to be able to do before. Yeah. And I think it was from Joyce Myers. It was, um, she had said, you're, the saying was, um, like, you may feel like you're not qualified, but God calls and creates the qualified. So through him, you're able to do that. And so I just thought, you know what? I am very glad that I came on this mission trip. Um, through multiple people, I was able to do things that I never thought that I was able to do. I've always wanted to come on a mission trip. I have a very protective father that wouldn't let me go when I was in high school, but and he was worried about me the whole entire time. But I was just really glad that I was able to go and um, just what a what an experience I had, yeah. and I even got to build like some window trim. I saw Don doing that, and I said, "Hey, hey, Don, you think that I could do that?" He's like, "You haven't been trained yet." And it's like, "Okay, well, go ahead and show me how to do it, and then I can do it." So then I did the trim, and with some help from RJ, I had to repair the trim, but it all turned out really well. And <laughs> Progress, not perfection. And, and uh, one other thing, I'm sorry I'm going on so long, but it was just so many great things. Another thing that I, I mean, I don't know if God, obviously God doesn't create injuries, but I ended up having five patients as a nurse while I was there. So, um, and then um, I think the very last thing that God was really speaking to me was just, it's better to give than it is to receive. That was yeah. on the very last day yeah. that he was just saying that to me. So, so good. I'm really hopeful that maybe next year, working with Jeff and maybe YWAM, that we can head up a medical missions team to go yeah. down there. So if you guys are interested, come on, we got we're gonna, a lot we're gonna of work people on it. In medical. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> Thank good job. <laughs> come on, Elliot. Don't avoid my eye contact. This is the classic. No, love it. Uh, by the way, I mean Becky. Yeah, you were needed probably the most of anybody. Like, yeah, for yeah. Good idea. They gave us a, the roof fell on David's head. It was not a big deal. Uh, his head split open. It was. It was not a big deal. It was fine. No he was deal. fine. Uh, it was really bloody. And Bob's like, man, we need a medic. We need somebody. And so Becky was there, but we didn't have any first aid. And so we got one from Dorothy's, which was really awesome. But I think it was probably donated from some random person or church like 300 years ago. I opened it up and it's like just gauze. Like we're going to have to like wrap them up like a mummy and and like tuck it in somewhere because there's no tape or anything. So, all right, go ahead, Elliot. I'm a little wrecked from worship. Um, Jeff said something about... It's a discipline to give God the glory, regardless of the situation. Uh, and that just really, just really hit me. Um, so bear with me through this. The other thing, I'm going to take a while, so just get, just get comfortable. Um, is <laughs> we this, have one more person. And the first service is, this is actually one of my best highlights of these trips, is just hearing how intricately intimate God meets us, yep. where we're at, how yeah. we need it, very specifically. Yep. Uh, and that just rocks me every time. But today I'm going to have a different story that I want to tell you. 
So working up to this, I've just been through a really, really challenging season, and I've just found myself mad, uh, angry, um, other words that I won't share with you today. Thank you. Um, and as it was leading up, it just kept getting worse, and, and Jeff was like, hey, you want to share a testimony? And I thought, hey, you want to share your own testimony, Jeff? Because I don't have one. You see, that's a bad attitude, as we say it in my house. <laughs> but how many of you know that God can handle your bad attitude, your anger? Yeah. So I went to this trip. I can too. Jeff can too. So I just went here and I just, with my bad attitude, I said, God, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to meet me in Mexico mm -hmm. some way, and it better be glorious with tacos. <laughs> so, so here we go. We're, we're in Mexico, first day there, day late. And because of the tacos, I need to make sure I get my runs in because I plan on eating a lot of tacos. And so I go out, you know, it's, it's really foggy, but I've done this run a dozen times. Um, set my Strava, make sure that Manny's going to see that nice time that I put on there, and I'm... And I was thinking the whole way out, Manny is going to be so proud of me when he sees this. I get to the halfway mark. Uh, well, on the way, there's usually markers I put. When Mexico, when you run, you have to have rocks in your hands for the dogs, just in case. But I, I have often put those as markers so that I can find my way back. But I'm so confident I've done this before. I didn't do that. So I got out to my 2, 2.2 miles, whatever, turned back, rocking out to my, my, my iPods, just just jamming, still thinking, this is going to be awesome. Manny's going to be proud of me. Um, I run back, and I see some, some crossroads that look familiar enough, and I just keep going. And eventually, I get into some, some terrain that didn't look familiar, kind of silty mud that starts sticking on my shoes, and I thought, eh, whatever. I, I just kept going, and then it got thicker. I was being bogged down by the mud and almost having to walk. So I did pause my Strava because I didn't want Manny to see that horrible time from the walking. <laughs> I pulled out my ear pods, and I could still hear the ocean. By the way, I was running to the ocean until I was supposed to turn around and run away from it. And I thought, that's not right. So all these resources up here, I thought, well, I'll just run away from the ocean, put my ear pods back in, and frantically ran the other way until it got really, really muddy. I was so bogged down in that. So there came a point where I had to pull those things out again and, and stop. Um, and at this point, I started to get scared. I mean, I, I, I looked around. I had no reference. It was so foggy. There was no horizon. There was no trees, nothing, just a bunch of mud and wilderness. Um, interestingly enough, that morning, I, I read Psalms 123. And I was going to use my phone up here so that I wouldn't get lost, but I left it at the seat. So I'm going to have to rely on the Lord. But it's easy because it's Psalm 123. And all that you need to know is look up to the Lord. I lift my eyes to the Lord. Yeah. And so I was there feeling scared, alone. Everything that I knew how to do, my eyes had failed me. My, my watch GPS did not work. I could not call Jeff. I could not call for help. I was alone. So I lifted my eyes up and I cried out to the Lord. In that moment, I realized maybe, I had this thought, maybe I have a compass on my watch. So I started looking and sure enough, I did. And as I was pointing at it, definitely I was going the wrong way if you haven't figured it out yet. And how many of you know if you're running really fast the wrong way, you'll, you'll get far off track? <laughs> so I figured, okay, if I just point it to east, and I don't know if you guys remember campus pastors, but we had a series called True North, and Jesus mm -hmm. is our true north. So I just kept going east as my watch with the ear pods out. That was a good, good call there. Um, so I get out of the mud, finally, 
I mean, I had mud everywhere, in my shoes, in my toes. I think it was, it was pretty bad. And I started to get out of the mud, and I start coming across this little cactus kind of stuff. And then I look closer, and I start seeing a lot of spider webs and really big holes. Now, I've had guns pointed at me, and that's, that's scary, but spiders? <laughs> I will scream like a girl. <laughs> so I'm run walking because my feet were starting to fail me as well. And I just kept trying to look at because if I saw a spider, I would have screamed. Um, and I'm running, and it just seems like forever going through this tarantula minefield. But eventually, I made it out of that terrain into, you know, some other deserty area. And I look ahead, and I see these big piles of things. And as I get closer, I realize that one of them was a cow carcass, and I can see the humongous rib cage. And I had this just chill over my body, and it's like, I am in the valley of dry bones. There is death around me. Uh -huh. And I started, my mind was going crazy at this time. I'm thinking, am I the prey and there is a predator close by? And, but I just tried to ignore that. And I kept sticking east to my watch. Eventually, I, I go and I, can, I thought I could hear a faint dog barking in the, in the, in the distance. And then I, I came across the road and um, through barbed wire fence. Um, but I just kept sticking the course. And I had so many thoughts in my mind like, Jeff's going to be so mad at me. And by the way, just to be fair, who's, who's had Jeff mad at them before? Kids don't count. His kids don't count. <laughs> but that was that stinking thinking in my mind. And I thought, I'm such a loser. My, my, my team is going, I'm, I'm letting my team down. And, and all these things trying to overcome, but I just kept sticking the course. And eventually I made it to the highway, which turned out, it was supposed to be a four-mile run. As I made it back to the road that leads to base, Patrick was coming out. I was about 10 miles. Um, and there's just some things that really stuck out to me in that. And because I have the microphone, they're going to stick out to you, too. <laughs> As I was running out, those markers... I might actually get mad at you. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Not after that escapade, and you didn't get mad at me. So. <laughs> and I still get to run at base. That's awesome. <laughs> so as I was going out, these markers... My question for you is... Who of you are putting markers in your life? Mm -hmm. Who are you allowing to speak in your life? Are you mm -hmm. inviting into your life? I've done that, but my problem was well, I'm not listening to these markers. As they speak into my life, mm. am I doing what they tell me to do? Mm. Am I seeking, am I being completely vulnerable and honest with them so that they can help to guide me to the direction I need to go? Two, some of us have a lot of competing voices. We have ear pods, the lies that we're told, the enemy's saying you're not good enough, you're not qualified. How many of us need to take that out and put it away? Amen. And then after stopping, how many of us just need to surrender? Because I stopped the first time, but I wasn't done with my own resources. Mm. I kept going. I kept trying to. It's good. But there's a surrender. Yeah. And then another one, I got way off course. But no matter how far I run, no matter how far I get from the course, Jesus will meet me there, and he will meet you there too. Yay. Yes. Wow. Thank you. So good. All right, Michelle. Hey. You've done this before. My name is Michelle. I made notes because I didn't think I could put a sentence together or remember words this morning. <laughs> well, you're tired? I don't get it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I had the pleasure of being at Dorothy's um, for most of the week. And so there's a phrase in Spanish that I would always tell the ladies. Eres... 
Amado sin mi vida. So you are loved without measure. Mm. So just to give you a little snapshot of um, a little 14-year-old girl. Her name was Estrella, which means star in Spanish. She had been there for a year. So when she was 13, they brought her in handcuffs because she had cut up her arms so bad. Um, it looked like a horrible tic-tac-toe game had gone wrong. Um, she had a knife in her hand. She had already been trafficked. Um, and so they brought her to Dorothy's. And um, so what Dorothy does is for the first three months that they are there, she takes away um, all their outside influences. No cell phone, no um, any contact with anybody outside of Dorothy's because she wants to have them get their true identity uh, in God. And so, you know, to tell them um, that you are you are loved without measure is just, they're, in their minds, they're just unlovable mm -hmm. um, trash. And so, um, and so what I was telling them was that, you know, we are always in God's life. God chases hard after us for him to be in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, Matthew 25:40 in my revised um, Michelle Standard Edition says, <laughs> you know, whatever you've done to the least or for the least of these, you've done for me. Yeah. And so I think my hope is that I don't just leave Mexico for south of the border. Um, I just don't leave it there that I think these houses were like maybe what, 400 square feet. And so, um, you know, what's our square footage? Mine might be 10 square feet, but hopefully by the end of this week, maybe that square footage, hopefully um, to further God's kingdom could be 15 square feet. Um, and then maybe the next week I can add hopefully another 10 more square feet um, to that square footage. It's kind of like how you skip stones um, in, a, in a lake. The ripple, it starts small and then it gets yeah. bigger, bigger, bigger. So um, the, the last thing that I would like to say is, number one, you should never give me a microphone. Oh, yeah. good enough. No. So, it's going um, well so far. I've, yeah, okay. <laughs> better than Elliot. I mean. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> my husband and I um, are so blessed to have been a part of Life Church for the last year. And um, church, I just want to let you know that whether it was through prayer, through offering, through money, through making chili, whatever it is. I was so blessed to be a part of this team because um, they're such good stewards with all that you sent them off with and then also with what God has gifted them with. I don't think I've been a part of a team that um, shared their love and their self and Jesus more. Yeah. Then this team, with every single nail that they pounded, every single nail that didn't work, that they had to take back out and put back in, every paint, everything. And the, the other thing is, um, you know, we're so blessed um, with the pastoral staff that we have. And um, Jeff and Carissa just, and their family just poured out um, to each one of us. And um, gosh, they just... 
They love so well. And, and I've been on many missions trips, and I've never had um, a lead pastor come and go and be a part of it and know exactly what it is that we are doing. So You keep that you. microphone. This is good. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> so thank you thank so you. much, um, you guys, yeah, and an love honor. you lots. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you. Give her a round of applause. Yeah, so good. Yeah, you guys can take a seat. Take a seat. Go ahead. One more time as they're walking off, please. Come on. Thanks. I had to tell you, in good conscience, I couldn't flush the toilet last night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you guys stand with us? We're going to close out um, real quick. As <clears throat> there, there are just so many stories, too many to tell. You know, we could have spent all day up here sharing all the stories. I didn't even get to share mine. But two real quick things, you know, building these houses for these young ladies and their families. Um, was so powerful and so profound for the timing of their life. Uh, God's timing is impeccable. Whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. His timing is impeccable. For these young ladies, the, um, the first one, or at least the, the house that was closest to Dorothy's, it was for Isabel. When we were dedicating their houses, this is a powerful moment. It's like we all come together. There's a huge meal. We rally around the house. The door's shut. We have the, the, the family in front of the door. We surround them and pray for them and encourage them. And we all speak and share what, what this time has been. It is really incredible. So that to me is like, one, like I'll go every time for that for sure. Um, but one of the things that happened was Dorothy was with us on both of these because she knows and loves these young ladies so much. And so we would be sharing and she'd say, hey, I want to just include something that you might want to know. And so for Isabel, it was the fact that she has a gift of hospitality. And so the timing of building this house for, for this young woman who is now healthy and whole in Christ and, and really doing really well, it will actually not just be a generational blessing for their family to have this house, but it will provide a place for the whole community because of the gift of hospitality. So, so that's something that we were able to partner in. Like, it's just so, it's just, to me, it's just so honoring to step back and go, wow, that's just so incredible. And for her to be able to do that. And then, and then at the other house, Norma, um, she had an incredibly rough, rough go. And so she, Dorothy, as we're, as we're praying for her and sharing all these things, she goes, you just need to know also about Norma is that she has had an insecure, unsecure life her whole life trafficked and like challenge after challenge, no security. And so we're literally talking about this and then we're handing her keys to a house where she can literally physically be be secure, right? She can lock her door. (laughs) She has safety. But it provided this safety within her home that she will actually be able to provide for others that she knows are in need which is just so deeply moving for me. And so those were two of the takeaways that I, as I got to bounce around everywhere, I got to be at both of those. Not everybody did. And just to, to be able to pray for them and bless them, to be a part of that was just, just so thrilling, so thrilling. So I want to pray. The Lord's going to meet you where you're at. And then we're going to close out. Lord, we just, we thank you. We thank you for this incredible opportunity to serve and to love and to care with hearts that are just surrendered to you. Lord, we, we thank you for the provision for it. We thank you for the safety of the trip. But Lord, right now, I pray that these testimonies would spur us to love and good deeds. That it wouldn't just stop in this moment. It would, it would, it would, uh, these seeds that have been planted in our hearts would, would bloom to fruition in this next season. 
that you would do way more than you, uh, than each of us would ever ask for or imagine beyond all measure. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you and we worship you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I love you guys. Thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, go connect with some of those people who went and hear more stories. We'll, We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thank you for listening today. We hope that this week's message encouraged you. Life Church meets every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10:30 a.m. here in Chico, California. You can also listen to us online during our 9 a.m. live stream. We would love the opportunity to connect with you, so please visit our website, lifechurchchico.org.